Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Hey there, it's Cheryl, and today is a very special day. I'm here with, for part two, with Amy Protexter, Senior Vice President of Marketing at Insight. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time again to sit down on Limitless Leader Live. I can't wait for you to share your wisdom. Thank you, Cheryl. I love the opportunity to get back together with you and catch up after the last few months of you know continued adventures. So uh, it'll be great to speak today. Yeah, I love the way you put that continued adventures. That's great. <laughs> uh, and, and also too, by the way, congratulations. You've gotten quite a bit of recognition and accolades, so I don't want that to go unnoticed. So that is pretty amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really excited about my new role as a, a member of the board of Women in Cloud and the platform that that, that will give me to, to share some of my passion around, um, you know, furthering the economic parity of women in technology. And, and so I'm excited to get started with, with that organization this year. Yeah, that's exciting. And a lot sure has changed since I, I think we met because I moderated your panel up at Women in Cloud. And um, so a lot sure has changed the last couple of years, for sure. For sure. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. In more ways, in good, mostly, mostly good, of course. But so, um, and also I'm excited, too, to be speaking at Insights uh, International Day of the Women. And I really um, admire and honor yourself and your company for its commitment. To thank you in the workplace. Yes, thank so, you very much. Of course. Um, so jumping right in, if for everyone, maybe for some people joining, maybe they didn't see part one when you shared a little bit about your story and why you're so passionate about what you do, but also why you're so passionate about advocating and empowering women in technology. So can you take us back down memory lane a little bit and let us know? Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I guess my story is I love to tell stories. I love to tell brand stories. Um, I'm a big believer that companies can truly differentiate themselves, not only through their internal culture, but also through the way that culture represents itself into the into the world as a as a true brand. And so, um, I, you know, when I think about my superpower, I think it is about taking all the wonderful, unique and, and interesting things about a company and helping tell that story to build relationships and ultimately revenue with, with clients. So um, I've done that in a number of different verticals. I've done it in health insurance. I've done it in healthcare. I've done it in online education. And today I'm doing it with Insight which is a global solution integrator. Um, we um, are a Fortune 360 company, and we have some incredibly relevant capabilities today for the, the challenges that clients find themselves facing. Um, and in terms of the platform of, of women in technology, I mean, I guess, you know, my entire career, when you think about it, um, have the, the verticals I mentioned have been very male-dominated. Health insurance, Healthcare, um, obviously, you know, it's changing, but many, many physicians and administrators in my day were, were male. Um, in the education industry, maybe not quite so much, but certainly having come to Insight and being in the technology, um, you know, the technology, the channel, I've been the only woman in a lot of rooms. And um, I, I have an appreciation for how difficult that can be. 
um, to find your voice and sometimes be heard. So I'm really excited about um, just, you know, the opportunity with Women in Cloud to support entrepreneurs and and technologists and um, women who come from all walks of careers that touch our technology vertical uh, to help them, you know, find their place. So. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. And I want to pull something out that you said that is so incredibly important because I, I think sometimes, and you can tell me if you agree or not, but sometimes um, women um, tend to think that I'm not going to apply for that thing. I don't have experience. I'm not that industry. They tend to hold back when our male counterparts are like, ah, I have a little experience. I'm going to go for it. So when you were talking about um, working in different verticals of business, you know, first I want to honor your bravery and just not letting that hold you back. But do you have a message for women thinking that, oh, I'm in healthcare, but I think I might want to jump over to, you know, to something else or, you know, I'm in um, just to jump around would be a little bit more brave because it seems like you did that and it worked out really well for you. So what is your message around that? You know, I, I, I think it's really um, helping with your self-talk and letting letting yourself know that um, it, it, let's take my discipline, marketing and brand. Um, you know, if you understand the end customer and if you understand who a company is and what what they what they bring to the marketplace, um, those are the skill sets. But those skill sets are absolutely applicable to any vertical. And so, if you are a person who's willing to kind of roll up your sleeves learn about a different vertical that you might want to get into um, and, you know, just take the skills that you have, your core professional skills and, and understand how to apply those in maybe a different, you know, like I had to know, um, you know, healthcare lingo. So I spent a lot of time looking at, at, at that or in education, there's definitely, you know, a, another whole new set of, of, perspectives and terminology. It's just being an avid learner, avid reader, figuring it all out and then helping, you know, if you're jumping into a new a new role with a different vertical to help be able to translate your skills into how you can help that company. I've actually used this line a lot, which says sometimes the best marketing ideas come from people who are bringing ideas from other verticals into the one you're in because you know, marketing and brand are all about differentiation. So how do you differentiate? And if you're doing the same thing that all of your competitors are doing, you're not differentiating yourself. So I think you can actually turn it on its head a little bit and use it as a, as a, as a hmm moment from, from an employer to say like, wow, I guess I really had never thought of it that way. Um, I do give a lot of credit to Insight for taking a chance on me. Not only was I not really a technologist, I had never really worked in the channel, which has its own unique set of, of you know, circumstances and and um, and and approaches. So um, I think it's just kind of, for me, it's been self-talk. Like you can do this. Like you absolutely have the skill set. You just have to understand, you know, the customer and and how to reach that customer. Yes, definitely. And that's what's part of the Limitless Leader Roadmap system. I mean, it's the same self-talk that Olympian use and really women can use it as well to kind of access their best work. And so it's amazing to hear that you had that innate ability to do it on your own. And so, so also an important message too that I want to extract for people, for women that are listening or anyone that's listening Maybe you're on the fence that your heart, and your gut is saying to try this thing, do this thing. 
one thing that was so important that you said is that sometimes our, our perceived weakness or our perceived gap can actually be our greatest strength. Mm -hmm. So um, time to go for it is what I'm what I'm hearing from you. I will second that, Cheryl. Okay, great. So so let's get back to this kind of new normal that we are in because I had so many interviews and I'm like, oh, now that we're coming to an end and you know, I don't say that anymore because I don't, I don't really know. And now thinking of it, you were mentioning, a, you know, a board meeting where, you know, you thought it was in person, but it was kind of in person and kind of hybrid. And how are we adjusting to all this? And so um, can you share a little bit in this kind of new normal environment that we're in where we're, you know, hybrid in the office or hybrid kind of in meetings and some people are in person, some people aren't. Um, what are some things that are vital to female leaders, especially female leader success that probably to everyone's, but specifically to female leader success. And as we were talking about earlier, there's some special circumstances for women in male dominated industries, which is quite frankly, most industries, especially women in technology, but also anything that we can do to, to recognize and make it better for women who are further marginalized within our gender and technology. You know, I, I think um, a couple thoughts here. Um, I definitely think one of the most um, necessary leadership skill sets going forward coming out of the last couple of years um, is empathy and, and just learning to be an empathetic leader. And by that, I mean, you know, really trying to understand the experience that other people are having not just taking it at face value, but maybe digging a little deeper and, and having, you know, kind of real and authentic conversations with your team, particularly, as you mentioned, women or even more so marginalized women about what's working in their in their work experience and what's not. And how can you as their leader help them be more successful? Um, you know, I have a number of, of, of people in within insight that I mentor, but I'm thinking of one in particular, a uh, uh, a, a really capable woman um, leader who is, um, she's remote, so she's not in the home office area. So she has very little opportunity to actually come and interact, you know, face to face in those limited times when we can be in the office. And one of the things she really wanted to work on was, you know, um, being no, like becoming known, like so that other people within the organization could be supportive of her career advancement. And so, you know, really I've been encouraging her. I like, I asked her, what do you need? And she needed sponsorship. She needed the opportunity to present in front of executives. She needed the opportunity to um, lead some projects. And so working with my peers and my colleagues, you know, offering her up as a, a person who is looking for an opportunity to do some of those things has resulted in the fact that she's actually gotten those those opportunities. And so I, I you know, I think it, it really is about that deep listening, that empathetic approach as a leader. Um, I, I definitely think those are going to be skills that will be super important. And they're soft skills. They're not they're not really things you can learn. They're things you sort of have to nurture in yourself. Um, you know, I, and I guess the only other thing I would say there is, is there's some responsibility on the part of, of that woman of, you know, as an individual, like she really does have to find her voice, 
find your voice and speak up. Ask for what you need. Have the courage to. Um, you know, I, I often think back of a, a phrase that I love, and I think it's probably more relevant now than it has been in the last few years. And that is, you are the CEO of your own life. And if you think about your decisions and, and your, you know, where you want to be and what you want to go through that lens, I think it does give you, um, you know, it gives people pause a little bit, like, what do I really want? And how do I get to where I want or what I really want and need? And a lot of that is just having the courage to find your voice and, and speak up and, and go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so important. And so but it seems like, and I really want to spotlight something that you did and that is very proactively ask, what is it you need? Because I think a lot of times it's really easy to get busy and just to tell someone, you know, I'm here if you need anything, but what I'm hearing is it's maybe as a leader taking a more proactive role, especially to women um, and women who are more marginalized within our gender to you know, women that are very capable to pull them aside and say, I notice this in you. How can I support you? Just that 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 proactivity. And so mm -hmm. that seems really important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then and then. Also, do you think it's important because a lot, a lot of times there can be, you know, real high performers um, that maybe their performance drops off, you know? And so do you think it's important to really be proactive about, you know, having the conversation with them about, you know, um, like you were talking about empathy, saying normally, you know, I'm used to you performing at this level or getting these things done at this amount of time or generating this amount of revenue or whatever's, you know, appropriate to their mm -hmm. role. And I've noticed it's taken a dip. Is there something that I should know? Mm -hmm. I mean, is it more important? I mean, it's probably important before the pandemic, but it seems like with um, women having more responsibility for children, alien parents, all these other things that we might not have any knowledge about. I mean, do you think that could help them thrive and also help with their loyalty to stick it out, especially when things get a little difficult. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely believe that that's important. Um, and, you know, there is a lot going on in people's lives right now. I mean, there, you know, <clears throat> this, the last two years have been extremely challenging. And I think maybe one of the most challenging things about it is that we don't know what it, what the end looks like, as you said, like, when will this all be over? <clears throat> and even more so, what will it look like when it's all over? I don't think anybody really, really knows. So um, I think, you know, it kind of goes back to really just being human and, and asking people like, is something going on? Is everything okay? And just not just the like, yeah, things are great. But digging a little deeper and, and really trying to understand sort of where, you know, where they're at and what what is happening in their life. Yes, definitely. I agree 100 percent. And so can you share a couple tips or strategies that's helped you personally as a leader and as a female leader in technology, but also that's helped your team thrive in this environment? Well, I, I definitely think that um, it's interesting. I think we might have talked about this a little bit last time that immediately when the pandemic hit and we were all sort of sent to our homes, um, I felt that there was this incredible energy in my team of like innovation 
everyone was scrambling to think, excuse me, how can we, you know, how can we continue to do what we need to do in a completely virtual environment um, when we're all in different locations and different time zones and, and, you know, um, and there was this incredible creativity that emerged from the team. But I would say as the time kind of wore on and we kept thinking, you know, soon this will be over, soon this will be over, and then it never was. I think I think one of the things that I've really started to think a lot more about is how do we get back to that creativity and innovation and, and energy? And I think part of it is is actually like stepping away, like finding moments for sure during the day to go clear your head, take a walk around the block, make sure you're taking care of yourself, you know. Um, I, I, I just believe that at the beginning, everyone was so frenzied. And I think there was, you know, there was fear. Um, there was fear of losing jobs. There was fear of, of being forgotten. Um, you know, when, when, when the world changed so suddenly. And I think as a leader, it's really important to, to challenge yourself, but also your team to get back to that creativity and innovation that maybe was more present right at the first when we you know, when, when we all were scrambling to try to figure it out. And I, I don't mean so much in the number of hours that you put in. I just mean in a mindset, right? Like, how do you, how do you really start to unlock again, um, new ideas? And it's interesting, we had a, a presentation last week from one of our board members who works at Google, and it was, you know, 10 ideas for, for innovation. I was just like, it was the perfect time for the team to hear something like that, you know, because I think it did sort of, it, it becomes a grind. We're kind of in this like, you know, same old, same old groundhog day experience right now. And it is sometimes hard to tap into some of those more creative aspects of, of our job. So I think, you know, summing it up, just two quick things. It's really making time and prioritizing that self-care and stepping away and make sure you're recharging and renewing. But it's also, you know, maybe personally challenging yourself and your team to get back to creativity and innovation and that energy that comes with that. Um, it's a much more positive energy than hunkering down and wondering when it's all going to be over. Yeah, I agree 100%. And one thing that I will tell you, at least it's based on the last 40 years of human performance research, it would totally agree with you 100%. And that creativity does not come from a place of overwhelm or sitting in your surroundings by yourself and not taking a break. Um, and so if there's any way to do what you're saying on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a quarterly basis, you know, and an annual basis to like schedule that downtime in, and um, it could be something, you know, daily for 10 minutes just to be outside in nature to make sure you have buffers between meetings or, what have you, but getting those things on the calendar um, that you were mentioning is so important. And a lot of times if it's not, not only putting things on the calendar, um, but putting them in red and giving them a 911 necessity, <laughs> uh, because a lot of times those are the first things to go. I'm sure we've all been a little guilty of, you know, doing that. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I have this, um, you know, a couple of my uh, clients, I have them block in in the morning, a minimum of one hour strategy time. And before they just didn't do it. They just let meetings get booked over because they didn't really feel like they were 
doing anything per se. Um, but you know, everything kind of switch when you put it in red and you know, ask that question, like if your child needed to talk to you for an hour every morning, would you book a meeting over it? No. Right. And right. so, um, you know, I agree with you a hundred percent, but sometimes just like you were talking about, it takes a different, a different mindset, a different level of necessity to protect yourself. And it's just like when you're on an airplane, you know, you got to put your oxygen mask on first. You have to take care of yourself first. It's not necessary. I mean, it's not selfish. It's 100% necessary. So I agree with you 100%. And so for everyone listening, can you, can you leave us with a call to action? Like when it comes to how to really thrive in this new normal, and it could be how to thrive, but also how to be seen. Because at the end of the day, if we um, are not seen, heard, felt valued or respected in our roles, um, you know, and maybe we get overlooked for things or what have you, that can be really draining and frustrating because we feel and we know that we're working so hard. So is there um, a call to action or something that you can leave us with that can really help female leaders really thrive in the new normal and also be heard? You know, um as I thought about this question, Cheryl, I, I just kept coming back to one thing, and, and that is I'm just going to borrow, um, maybe a, this is a little bit of a shameless plug, but I'm going to borrow from our new brand campaign that we've just been in market with for about a quarter, um, which is Be Ambitious. And I love the message um, of that empowering go be ambitious. So, you know, coming out of this pandemic is giving us all chances to renew and reshape our thoughts, not only about what's important um, or what's next, but also about what's possible. And so challenging ourselves every single day to take one bolder step, whatever that might be for you, um, I think will help us all emerge from this fog of the last few years. And, and I truly do believe it's a fog. I was talking to somebody the other day and they're like, I don't even remember, like I, the last two years, I, I don't remember any milestones. It's just like kind of a blur. So I think if we can start to turn our thoughts forward and find those bold steps, little steps maybe every day that, that help us feel that ambition, that power, that creativity, that innovation. Um, it's kind of like I said earlier, being the CEO of your own life, define what you want it to be and then just figure out how to go make it happen, whatever that looks like. So that's really my call to action for everyone is, is just go be ambitious. Yeah, so that, I mean, plug away. That is a great thing to share, to, to plug. And I believe in that 100% and maybe simplifying it down. And like you said, what is the next best step? Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of times, you know, we talk in terms of it's the same thing with world-class athletes. They think with the end in mind. So it's imagine as if proceed as if success is inevitable. You've already achieved the thing like it's already happened. And then you can get back to doing what you said is what is the next best step? And, and, and possibly who is the next best person to make a big ask? Because women seem to be a little less likely that we don't want to bother anyone. We don't want to be too vocal, but being sure that you're prepared and you don't waste anyone's time. But I have to say that um, every time I've heard or encouraged a client to make a big ask, then it's really paid off 
on spa in spades and people are a lot more willing to help than you might think. So yep, that is totally agree. Fantastic advice. And so Amy, thank you so much for part two and coming on and spending some time with us. I agree a hundred percent. It's time to be ambitious. It's time for our, for us to be ambitious ourselves, but also to challenge each other, challenge our sisters, especially, you know, um, other women in technology, especially women who are further marginalized in our gender and to really believe more, be more ambitious and to, to really push each other to be more ambitious as well. So thank you for leading the way. I look forward to following you at Insight as well as Women in Cloud. Um, you're doing amazing work and it's been an honor to spend some extra time with you. Thank you, Cheryl. And likewise, great to catch up with you. And um, I wish you big and bold, bold things. Okay, so. thanks so much. Uh-huh, thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow or subscribe to the Limitless Leader podcast with Cheryl Klein on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll let you know every time we release a new episode. And if you really enjoyed what you've heard so far, rate and review us too. That's one of the best ways that you can support us and make sure that this podcast keeps going. And also, I offer a significant library of free mental toughness and high-performance videos, worksheets, tips, and other helpful content on my website at www.cherylkline.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Cheryl Klein, and I look forward to having you back next time. And remember, you're only limited by what you think is possible. Cheering you on always.